lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre, and you, of course, are you, and I have no idea. Why did I leave a microphone just sitting there in front of it, Todd's face? I, I didn't see that until I you know, went right over to Todd. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you can move that, brother. I don't know why I did that. My mistake. I, I was distracted by closing the door to yeah, the just, studio, just, as you can see. Yeah, we're used to doing this. Yeah. We're veterans. We've got everything under control. I just placed a random microphone in front of Todd's face. The doors are all open. Todd, how are you? I didn't notice it, so I'm good. Todd didn't even notice there was a random microphone in front of his face. And people wonder why. I get emails from people all the time. How come, like, you guys don't ever get promoted, like, on the Blaze platform? <laughs> like, you're, like, way down Asked the list. And, and, and I see Prather and all these other people and all the promotional branding and imagery. Were you tuned in here the last 90 seconds? <laughs> and now you know why, Right. Just random microphones, and Todd's completely so oblivious to my mistake. He was just going to keep going on as if it wasn't there the entire episode, right? All right, we've got a uh, another jam-packed show lined up for you today. If you missed yesterday's overtime, I want to thank our, our friend, Blaze TV contributor, Jill Savage. She gave us a shout-out yesterday. Said that yesterday might have had the best, might have been the best overtime we've ever done. And there, there are two reasons we do the overtime. One is because... There's always something left over that we need to address or talk about that we just can't get to in two hours. <clears throat> Pardon me. The, the other reason is because increasingly the stuff that you guys want us to talk about is what gets us censored. And that puts us in a conundrum because there are still far more of you that get our content via an RSS feed or a third party like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, then get it directly from us, which means we would greatly diminish our ability to talk to you and for you to see our content because of their censorship. And so the conversation we had yesterday, uh, since these organizations are all bought off by the bio medical fascist index, you know, complex. The conversation we had yesterday is going to remain in the overtime. But if you have not yet been a subscriber to Blaze TV, and I heard I heard from a little birdie this morning that our Vax special that we did last week, me and Sarah and Daniel with Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, absolutely crushed it here on Blaze TV as well. So clearly, there is a more of a market for completely unfiltered content away from the. Nazi uh, wannabe censors of big tech. I've got an, I had another epiphany in the shower again this morning that I want to share with you um, in the overtime today. Because this one, as much as yesterday, where we, re, we, we had an epiphany yesterday that everything we're looking at right now, and these issues kind of do seem detached and random, Climate over here, poisonous jabs over there, masks with the poisonous jabs, no border over there, no early treatment ever. Releasing criminals out into the yeah, streets. Yeah, indeed, Roe v. Wade forever. These things just seem like a systemic meltdown. 
But I go back again to a line from Nefarious, and I, I have to stop this after today or I'm going to get fired from my own movie, okay? But there's a line from Nefarious where he is describing to his psychiatric evaluator the process that hell utilizes to bring you and I under subjugation. And this is the scene you guys saw, right? And our psychiatric evaluator sees this just, that, that doesn't seem ordered at all. It seems just sort of random. And Nefarious says, that's why we do it that way. Because then you don't see it coming. It just seems like a series of random or lemony snickets, unfortunate events. But trust me, it is quite orchestrated. These do seem like loosely connect. It seems like these issues really aren't that connected, except for the people that all seem to be all for them simultaneously, right? But if you, if you took that aside and just looked at it intellectually, you're like, what does this have to do with half of these other things? Well, I had an epiphany in the shower yesterday that one word connects all of those dots. It's the, it's the sun of this demonic solar system, and everything else just orbits around that word. Today, I had an epiphany in the shower again about something that I frankly do not want to contemplate. I don't, I don't even want to contemplate that what I'm going to talk about in the overtime today is remotely true. I, I just, the rabbit holes we have to go down if we even contemplate it, the questions we have to ask if we even consider it, the things we have to entertain if we entertain it, I, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable whatsoever. But, got to practice what I preach. We're trying to encourage you guys all the time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So I'm going to try to get comfortable being uncomfortable in today's overtime and go somewhere I need to go that I really don't want to go with a question I need to ask that I really don't want to ask. And that'll be later today at blazetv.com slash dace. And that's where you can go right now to become a Blaze TV subscriber at blazetv.com slash dace. Also coming up on today's show, Pop Culture Tuesday. We will look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. For fake news or not, 14 weeks from today is the 2022 election. I have selected a couple of, a series of current election year, this election cycle, storylines, conventional wisdoms, tropes. Todd, you and Aaron will decide. Do you guys think those are fake news or not? We will do that for fake news or not today. And I'll be joined at the bottom of the hour by an old friend of mine, former deputy communications director for the Trump White House. Hogan Gidley is going to join us because he has been part of an initiative looking to enforce and encourage election integrity around the country. So we'll get an update on that from him here at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by something good, I guess. The U.S. military has killed the successor of Osama bin Laden for al-Qaeda, Ayman al-Zawahiri. Al-Zawahiri was previously believed to be in Pakistan, but the drone strike which killed him targeted a neighborhood in Kabul, Afghanistan, where 
Many politicians who work within the Afghan government are known to reside. So, yeah, a year after the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, al-Qaeda's leader was back in Kabul. So that's awesome. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is in Taiwan, and this has angered the Chinese Communist Party. The CCP has filled its own airwaves and social media channels with militaristic propaganda. At the White House yesterday, National Security Council member John Kirby spoke about the matter. Repeatedly said that we oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. The Speaker has the right to visit Taiwan, and the Speaker of the House has visited Taiwan before, without incident, as have many members of Congress, including this year. It's a day that ends with why, so the Biden administration also yesterday announced another half billion dollars in funding for Ukraine. Moving on, today is probably the last major primary day on the calendar until the general elections in November, with primaries going down in Arizona, Missouri, Kansas, and Michigan, among other places. A new Trafalgar Group poll of Arizona, a race a ton of people have been watching, shows firebrand Carrie Lake holding a comfortable lead over her competitors. Voters in Kansas will be deciding today whether the state's constitution protects the right to kill one's baby. It's the first major referendum on baby killing since Roe v. Wade was overturned in June. Over on MSNBC, they're having a normal one talking about Georgia GOP Senate nominee Herschel Walker. Be a close election in Georgia because Walker is has the backing of the Republicans. Now you ask why are Republicans backing this man who's so clearly unintelligent, who so clearly doesn't have independent thoughts but that's actually the reason walker's right. gonna do what he's told and that's what republicans like that's what republicans want from their negroes to do what they're told and walker presents exactly as a person who lacks independent thoughts lacks an independent agenda lacks an independent of ability to grasp policies and he's the united states air force allegedly hosted a drag queen show at langley air force base in virginia your tax dollars hard at work this video was allegedly filmed in houston texas for those of you listening, what we're watching is a large group of children raising their hands and ostensibly pledging their loyalty to Ayatollah Khomeini of Iran. And finally, another reason why you need to watch the show. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. And that's what happened while we were away. That is a good segue to what we're going to be getting into in today's overtime, by the way, at blazetv.com slash dace. Aaron's montage, however, brought to you by my glasses, which I got over at Better Spectacles. They are authentic German engineer Rodenstock eyewear. It's available for mass distribution here in the U.S. For the very first time, it's an over-century-old company, 
They've got the world's gold standard with over 500 patents. And now you can get it with problematic prescriptions like what I have, where I'm a little bit far, a little bit near, your bifocals, etc. cetera. Uh, you don't have to get the dorky frames anymore, and they can give them to you as well with just your regular everyday prescription uh, for your eyewear too with our friends over at Better Spectacles. You don't have to leave your house. Go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve and get hooked up with some of the best trained opticians in the country. And to get you started, their introductory offer is 61% off their ghost spec lenses and they give you the handcrafted rodent stock frames for free. 61% off in the handcrafted rodent stock frames for free when you visit betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Once more, that's betterspectacles.com slash Steve. There's a few things I want to highlight in our, in our montage today that may, may, may seem disconnected, but they all line up, at least for where I am at. Okay? This, this should be a... And in other, any other era of America, it would be. Any other era. This should be a bleep yeah. Got another one. Over the alleged killing of Al-Zawahiri. Um, I say alleged because we've claimed to kill him before. And turned out we did not. We also are saying we don't have a DNA match yet. So, ghost of <clears throat> Kiev, baby. Yeah, I, 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 but, but th- even those things not aside, there would still be issues with celebrating this. How about where they got him? Right back in Afghanistan, all over again. What, what the hell did we do there for twenty years? Uh, not a damn thing. Not a damn thing is the answer. Not a damn thing is the answer. And, and most of the unibrow would have us there from time in memoriam still right now. We're there for 20 years. We're gone for 10 minutes. And bin Laden's successor is allegedly already back there. <clears throat> I'm going to suggest something here. Especially in light of the video that you also showed that is reported to have come from Houston, Texas. Reportedly. Reportedly. Again, you can mess with Texas however you want. It's just a slogan, man. You're all way past your your reputation at this point. But, um, yeah. uh, Do you think it's possible? I mean, I I shared a clip this morning from uh, Memory, M-E-M-R-I. It's a phenomenal Twitter feed that just translates what is broadcast in the Muslim world into English without any commentary and just shares clips of it. No commentary. Major, major address given last Friday in Mecca by a Saudi cleric praying for Allah to annihilate the Jews. I'm going to suggest something that will seem very radical to the people that have been making the post 9-11 decisions in this country, but will seem like common sense to the rest of you. <clears throat> I, I am going to suggest that there are 
Hear me out now. Gird your loins and batten down the hatches. I'm going to suggest that there are not insignificant populations within the Muslim world that want anything to do with us and instead would prefer it was still the 7th century. And that there is literally nothing we can do to change that. At least not peacefully. Thoughts? Would you think differently about it if you found out they were fully boosted? Um, sure. Yeah. Quite. And, and did they get? Uh, uh, did he get a course of backpacks loaded while they were at it too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> if he's if. <laughs> I mean, he was back five minutes after we left. What what were we doing there the entire time? I'm, I think it's possible. Again, I, what do I know? I don't work for the Brookings Institution. But I think it is possible that there are not insignificant populations within the Muslim world that we can never win over. No matter what we do, no matter how much we grovel, no matter how much money we spend, it's just, they're just not that into us. Steve, we fight them over there. Oh, so thank we you. don't fight them over here. They, Aaron, you know, cue the Houston video. Yes. Isn't, <laughs> where does Dan Crenshaw represent? What part of Texas does he represent, by the way? He was probably there. <clears throat> Put on the, oh, dude, dude. Put on the cool eye patch, though. That was a hell of a Dan Crenshaw impersonation. We fight them over there. Otherwise, They'll come over here and genuflect. parade in the middle of Houston. Genuflect to Ayatollah Khomeini over here. <laughs> Could you, were you able to confirm they were in Houston? Were you able to confirm that uh, they were there on a refugee program from Lakewood Church? <laughs> <laughs> if you have to ask that question. Yes. Did Joel Osteen, did he give them a prayer of blessing? Shared values? All right, two other things from Aaron's montage, though, that connect to this. I promise you they do. At least in my warped mind, they do. Right? This isn't even the overtime yet. Okay. No, it's not. So I've watched a lot of the discussion. <clears throat> Man, I cannot clear my throat this morning. I've watched a lot of discussion today unfolding about Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan. <clears throat> And I have to tell you, I think I disagree with all of it. And I and I I couldn't quite figure out why I was like, wait, we don't want a democratic Taiwan now? I don't understand. And and Taiwan and Ukraine are nothing close in terms of strategic significance. Just on one front, you get 0.1% of all imported goods in America from Ukraine. I mean, literally, the only thing Ukraine imports here to the U.S. is grift. Um, Taiwan, I think, is a top 10 or top 12 good manufacturer importer to the United States. I think you have some supply chain issues right now, right? Um, just about every manufactured good that you buy, you turn it over and it says made where? One of two places pretty much, right? China and where else? Taiwan? 
So you think you think you've got some supply chain issues now? Just put all that under the hegemony of China. I'm sure that'll all come to us duty free. Or not. So in terms of the strategic significance of a democratic Taiwan to, you know, who controls Ukraine, the oligarchs or the corruptocrats, it's just not even close. The difference is our elites are funneling their grift through Ukraine. So it's of more strategic significance to them, which is why every day you wake up now and it's another 70 billion, half billion, 500 million to Ukraine. They're, you know, they, they've got to protect their grift. Okay. Taiwan has real strategic significance. Now, I would prefer not to go to war with China over Taiwan. I don't know what you guys think. But I can tell you one way that we will make that more likely is to openly communicate to China that we are not willing to go to war over Taiwan. Know what I'm saying? Openly openly just toss that out there and make that very clear. And, I mean, they will be, Shycom nuclear subs will be in the harbors of Taipei in a week. All right? One sure way to to have a war with tyrannical regimes is to communicate to them you are not willing to have one. They, oh, okay. Well, thank you. Right? That's like that's the same reason why mass shootings always take place in the gun-free zones. Nobody's crazy enough after their girlfriend dumped them and they got bullied on they got bullied online in a Reddit forum. No one then says, and that's why I'm going and buying a rifle and going to the gun show. No one does that. No one. So they may be insane, but they're sane enough to know, don't go shoot where they have a bunch of guns. Go where they don't. So I'm, I'm very uncomfortable, or I was very uncomfortable with language from a lot of people I agree with, like, who cares about Taiwan? Well, I think we should kind of care. And then at the same time, I'm like, why is Newt Gingrich telling Nancy Pelosi to go to Taiwan? Like, why do we want Nancy Pelosi going like anywhere except to a very warm place? Um, and then it, it just dawned on me like 20 minutes before we went on the air and I tweeted it out. This is what our, our political partisanship has conflated issues here. The strategic significance of Taiwan is separate from the strategic incompetence of having Nancy Pelosi represent you for anything other than baby murders and insider trading. What else? No one would voluntarily look at Nancy Pelosi and say, you know what? Very complicated, nuanced deal. A lot here at stake. A lot of competing strategic interests we need to massage and navigate simultaneously. Whom shall I call? Like the Lord, when he looked around, whom shall I call? Whom shall I send? And Nancy Pelosi says, here I am, Lord. Send me. And the Lord again asked, whom shall I call? And whom shall I send? Is there no one else? They're two totally different issues. And I just think we're going to have to look at and learn to look at things through multiple lenses simultaneously because we're in a cold civil war. And just like I I really can't sit here and tell you, I 100% trust that the military that is giving you drag shows and uh, scientific island of Dr. Moreau experimentation on its soldiers actually killed bin Laden's successor this time. Actually got him. 
which then begs the question, if they could get him in Afghanistan remotely this entire time, why the hell did we have a 20-year presence there? What was that required for, other than Raytheon and Lockheed Martin had a, you know, a quarterly to hit? I mean, what was the point of that? If we could just have done this the entire time, to quote the great prophet Adam Sandler, news I could have used yesterday. Wait a minute, we could have just done this the whole time? We could have just remotely just picked these guys off the whole time. We didn't have to like do 20 years of dodge the IED in the Afghani sandlot. We didn't have to do that. Todd, we didn't have to do that. We could have just picked these guys off remotely the entire time. What the hell was the point of the last 20 years? You see the questions that this raises? Afghanistan was live golf before live golf. This raises a ton of questions. And, and the problem we have today is there's no shared national interests. I, I don't want Nancy Pelosi representing me for anything I care about. Nothing. My interests are not aligned with hers on anything I care about. Literally nothing. Like, I can't think of anything of strategic importance. I, I bet she, I could get her to agree in the greatness of chocolate chip cookie dough chunk bill bars. Maybe. But that, it, it, that has a lot of personal importance to me, but no strategic vital importance. Anything of strategic national cultural interests. Where do your interests align with Nancy Pelosi's? And you guys supposedly go to the same church, Todd. Yeah, I where? think she should be excommunicated. So. Exactly. So, so there you go. Nowhere is the answer. Nowhere. So when you think of who do we send into the fray? Who do we show the Shycoms we mean business, but at the same time? Don't completely, you know, provoke them to a point of no return either. Where would she rank on your list? Nowhere is the answer. So here we are. We don't trust government to do what it actually is supposed to. Because we don't trust the people in it. And they don't trust us. And so that's why they hate us. And it's because they hate us that we don't trust them. This is a hell of a way to run a country. Which brings us to that MSNBC clip. How, how can I have... Just I, I want to make sure I understand this. The black guy who completely has broken free of slavishly voting over 90% every election for 60 years for the political party that never solves his community's problems. We can debate whether Herschel Walker is a great candidate, whether he make a good senator, whether he's qualified for that job. Those are all separate issues, okay? But the black guy who broke away from the slave mentality to think for himself, now maybe to make the conclusion you would like, He's, he's the house Negro. He is. But the two black people on MSNBC that are simply doing slavishly, pushing the same buttons for the same party and the same candidates decade after decade after decade to the point they're still doing the same shows about the same social and urban problems that they were doing for decade after decade after decade no matter how many elections their side wins no matter how much money gets spent 
they're the independent thinkers. Do I have that right? That math checks out, Steve. It checks out like an open border means it's secured. A vaccine that doesn't inoculate works. A medicine that causes a rebound of your infection works. That's the cure. Illegals have more rights than citizens. Men are better women. What is a woman? I have no national, cultural, moral, or strategic commonality with that at all. None. I have none. And so therefore, I absolutely don't want it on a plane in Taipei, Taiwan. These things all connect. I can't cheer the killing of, of, of Osama's successor because we claimed we got him before. Not to mention, we got him in Afghanistan. He just showed right back up after we pulled out. Not to mention, so we didn't have to be there for 20 years. We could have just killed these guys remotely anyway. None of this checks out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you get beyond the, the surface headline and actually look at these details, the old saying, the devil is in the details, oh boy. He's all over these details. He lives here. Marinates in these details. I just don't know how that's a long-term prescription for a country, Todd. Uh, well, let's get rid of long-term thinking, period. And again, this is all happening because the lie is the point. If you catch yourself once thinking, well, they won't do that. They won't see that. You got to start. I know it's hard. But they have figured out, the United States, for this long, it has worked. They don't want it to work, so they will do the thing that breaks it. That needs to be your math. Well said. We'll come back. Have our elections gotten any more secure since 2020? We'll discuss with Hogan Gidley here in a moment. When running a business, especially a small family business, human resources issues can be a killer. Everything from wrongful termination suits to minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, particularly in an era where you can film a movie with your company in a right-to-work state and still end up with a complaint in front of Biden's NLRB. Not that I am still completely mystified at this, but here we are. Uh, That's why you want to make sure that uh, you go in with our friends, Bambi. They were created specifically for small business. They give you a dedicated HR manager that helps you to craft HR policy, maintain your compliance, and all for just $99 a month. It helps you to turn HR from maybe your biggest liability to now maybe your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, real-time chat. They'll customize policies. Uh, to fit your business and your needs, and there are no hidden fees, and it's month to month. You don't get locked into a long-term deal, so maybe on a seasonal basis you need this, like maybe, say, tax time or something of that nature, or final quarter. Uh, You can just do it on a month-to-month basis and then cancel, and it's all for just $99 a month. You can't beat that. Go to Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E, Bam and B. B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash Steve right now to schedule your free HR audit. Bambi.com slash Steve. Get a free HR audit from them today at Bambi.com slash Steve. 
Well, of course, a topic that a lot of you, rightfully, have been very concerned about since election night 2020. I've heard from a lot of you that the two things that caused you to hear about our show for the first time was our pushback against COVID in, uh, back in March of 2020 from the beginning, but then also watching me help to anchor the coverage here on Blaze TV on election night. And as someone with a lot of experience in elections, all the way up to working on a presidential campaign, I kind of have a fairly good grasp at how elections and turnout models and those sorts of things work. And there were just, let's just say, before we even get to Dominion voting machines, the math just did not add up. The incongruencies were all over the place. We were pointing them out in real time here on Blaze TV. And that has led to a lot of concern. You had Dinesh D'Souza's movie earlier this year, 2000 Mules, that uh, of course went viral and drew a lot of eyeballs as well. One of the biggest reasons why it looks like Kari Lake is going to be the Republican nominee for governor in the state of Arizona, if polls are to be believed after their primary this evening, is because of the strong stance she has taken on both immigration, but also this issue. Well, since the end of the Trump first term, I say it that way because it's possible we might be looking at a second term here in about two and a half years. Um, Since the end of Trump's first term, his deputy communications director and a longtime friend of mine, has been heavily involved in this issue. Hogan Gidley joins us now. He's the director for the Center for Election Integrity. It's good to see you again, my friend. How are you? Uh, Great to see you too, Steve. Appreciate the time. I look forward to the conversation. So tell us, how did you get roped into this issue? Why did you pick this one to be where you were going to plant your your flag post-Trump administration? Well, I think a lot of people took a look at the 2020 election and realized that there were irregularities, illegalities, anomalies, and yes, many instances of fraud as well. And I got to be honest, it was a conversation with my mama that changed things for me. I, I, I talked to her. She lives in North Carolina. She expressed a lot of concern they had on the ground there, things she'd been complaining about for decades in her state uh, with, with people voting multiple times, catching them in the process. And she, she, she was accused of all types of things when she would travel around from polling place to polling place and uh, notice the same person was in line there as they were at another place. And so, um, you know, there were a lot of questions and concerns after that election. But my mom really just kind of pointed me in the direction and said, look, this is really important for the future of the country. You need to start taking a look at this. And admittedly, as you well know, Steve, a lot of folks after that election promised a lot of things, made a lot of claims mm-hmm. that turned out not to be true. Um, so putting that toothpaste back in the tube is almost impossible to do at this point. And, and anytime you bring up election integrity with, with voters, whether you're on the right, the left, or the center, they lean in and care. When you bring it up to journalists, and I'm going to use scare quotes here, they kind of just roll their eyes and say whatever. Well, we've known in this country, um, you know, think back to Florida when you're talking about uh, dimpled ballots and hanging chads. We've replaced those complaints with mass voter uh, mail-in ballots and drop boxes. But the the underlying theme is still the same. There are questions and concerns that both sides of the political aisle have shared for decades in this country, and it's time we fix it. Polling shows it's in the 80th percentile of all issues in this country that, that people agree on. We need to fix you know, voter roll cleanup. We need to have photo ID to vote. We need to make sure ballots are returned to election officials by election day. It's not election month. It's not election week. Uh, it's election day. Things like that are very popular. So in this instance, you've got a, a nice little convergence of good policy and good politics. Still, some on the left refuse to acknowledge it. Even some on the right refuse to acknowledge it as well. But that's what we're trying to do is get these states the educational materials needed to show 
that we need free, fair, and honest elections in this country. It's up to the state legislatures, as you well know, and your audience understands, to make those decisions, to decide the time, manner, and place of elections. And so uh, we at AFPI and the Center for Election Integrity give them those tools to kind of go out and work on, on strengthening their election laws to return some of that faith, uh, trust, and confidence in the process that has been lost for decades. Give us an overall assessment. How much have how much have policymakers taken these concerns seriously? How much more confident are you in our election system heading into 2022 than maybe you were when you left the White House in January of 2021? I'm I'm more confident. I'm more hopeful uh, in part to some of the work we've done, but other other folks we've partnered with across the country. But but there are some issues I, I want to point out on the front end and kind of some of the stumbling blocks you face at the local level. In states like Wisconsin and Michigan, for example, Pennsylvania, you have legislatures controlled by conservatives that pass laws, and then governors just simply veto those pieces of legislation. In those areas, we've decided to partner with local groups to do ballot initiatives, to go through two legislative cycles and let the legislature vote on, legislature vote on a particular ballot initiative, then it goes right to the people. If the people pass it, it doesn't matter what the governor does, but that won't be in place probably until 2024. What you have on the right are a lot of governors uh, who've won elections and Republicans who control uh, states in large measure. So why would they make any changes on, on the one hand? But on the other hand, they're looking at it and saying, wait a minute, if I want to make changes for the future, that's a tacit acknowledgement that there were problems in the past. And then voters look around and go, no, wait a minute. If there were problems in the past and you were certifying elections when you weren't really sure, you were the one in charge. That's on you. So a lot of on the right are refusing to have this conversation, too. And I want to remind people there are folks out there focused on 2020 and they're litigating it all over the place. We'll let them do that. That's their prerogative. What we're trying to do is get security measures in place moving forward in the 2022 midterms. Which brings me to some of the successes we've had at the Center for Election Integrity. In about seven states, we just had significant laws passed um, that really kind of moved their respective rankings from a low ranking to a high ranking based on our metrics. And I'll give you that just real quickly. One of the things we took a look at were, were kind of where the populace stood on various voter protection measures. The top three, uh, top four, voter roll cleanups number one at 88%. Uh, that's hard to kind of quantify in a lot of states, but we are working on that, too, at the local level. But for our ranking purposes, we've developed a color-coded interactive uh, online map that focuses on three areas. Photo identification to vote, not voter ID, mind you, but photo identification. Eighty-five percent of Americans believe you should prove you are who you say you are when you cast a ballot. Eighty-four percent believe ballots should be returned to election officials by Election Day. I mentioned that already. And 82 percent don't want any ballot harvesting, which, of course, is the practice of going around just scooping up a ton of ballots and voting on behalf of people you have no relation to whatsoever. Um, so we took a look at those three metrics um, that, that really go to, to revive some of the faith, trust and confidence that's been lost. And then we put them up against all the state's current laws. Now, we have a broad document that's like 25 things a state needs that are, are you know, top to bottom would be a squeaky clean election. We know a lot of the American people don't support those measures. These are in the 80th percentile, as I mentioned. We took that, laid it over the map and decided which states had those particular laws because we know both sides buy in to those measures. 
So we put the map up, and in this last legislative cycle, we had seven states. Missouri went from red to green. We put it like a, a traffic light, Steve. It's red, yellow, and green. Yellow's kind of okay. Red's horrible. Of course, green is good. Uh, we had uh, South Carolina go from yellow to green. Mississippi went from yellow to green. Pennsylvania even went from red to yellow because they passed a ban on Zuckerbucks. So there have been a lot of movements in these states that have gone to solidify some of the security of the elections moving forward. But a lot of the problematic states that we see time in, time out, mm -hmm. have those consistent issues. Those are ones stuck in the legislative process that we're trying to help uh, jam through, or I, I guess I would say break up that log jam. All right, that's, that's an important big picture explanation. Let's get kind of micro here. In the next, the last few minutes I have, let's look at the states that were problematic in 2020. And you tell me how you view where they stand heading into this next cycle. Georgia. They're a lot better off. Uh, they passed a law, uh, obviously, right after 2020 that was mocked and derided by the mainstream media, calling it racist, um, suppressionist, segregationist, all the ists, I like to say. And uh, turns out they just had a primary. All those claims were absolutely untrue. In fact, because of the measures, you saw a spike in turnout in the African-American community and the white community, uh, upwards of 200 uh, percent more involvement. So that's just a flat out lie. But Georgia's in a much better place. Still have some, play, you know, some improvements they could make to tighten up some of the loopholes. But for the most part, they're in a much better place. You mentioned Pennsylvania. One of my best friends was part of the Trump campaign monitoring team when they were counting the ballots there in Philadelphia. He was literally calling me outside the building while they boarded up the windows and, and violated state law and wouldn't let them monitor ballots. Right. So where you met. So give us more detail on where things are at there. Pennsylvania is an interesting state because I said the legislature wants to pass these laws. They know the governor won't do anything about it. That's why these gubernatorial races are so important. But uh, take a look at Delaware County in Pennsylvania, for example. We've been doing some work there. Some lawsuits have been filed, hidden videos from whistleblowers um, actually sitting there with two other people in the room and those two individuals telling her to commit felonies by tearing up uh, ballot sheets, by, by destroying machines. Mm. Um, record keeping is all over the place. The V drives, which are basically the thumb drives, they have a horrible chain of custody. All types of problems with hundreds of thousands of pieces of evidence uh, entered in for that trial. Uh, I'd take a look at a woman named Margot Cleveland from The Federalist. Mm -hmm. uh, again, Margot Cleveland from The Federalist. She's done some incredible reporting on those hidden videos, uh, and it really kind of exposes some of the problems there. And that's just one county in Pennsylvania. Lord knows they have some some work to do there. Wisconsin, where the state Supreme Court ruled a month ago that drop boxes were against state law. That's a big one. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work with um, elected officials there, giving them educational materials, also business leaders in town, legislators as well, some of the grassroots organizations um, to show kind of what were the problems in 2020, how we can avoid them in the future. And you just hit on a big one. Those drop boxes, unmonitored, um, unsecure, just sitting on street corners all over Wisconsin. Obviously, that was a big problem. It was a violation to the state constitution. Thankfully, the Supreme Court ruled the proper way. So they will still have drop boxes, but they will be inside of polling locations. So in theory, there'll be a whole lot more monitored uh, with, with videos and also better security measures there. Arizona. Arizona just passed actually a significant piece of legislation, too. They're going to remain in yellow in our category um, uh, for the Center for Election Integrity because they still don't have good photo identification laws. And for us, if you don't have those, you can't be a green mm -hmm. state, meaning 
If I told you I built you a house, I got great walls, I got great windows, I got a porch, I got a fireplace, I got a carport, everything's perfect. And you were like, yeah, but you don't have a roof. And I'd say, well, what's the big difference? I got all the other things. <laughs> right. The roof is kind of the most important part of it. So Arizona doesn't have that, but they did pass a significant law as it relates to cleaning up their voter rolls. Again, an 88% issue, taking a look top to bottom, kind of exposing the people on the rolls that don't need to be there. We found over about 430,000 um, in the state of North Carolina. The Secretary of State in West Virginia found over 300,000 in his state, 25,000 in Michigan, dead people on the rolls there, mm -hmm. uh, 5,000 of whom had been on the rolls for more than 15 years. Arizona's not immune to that problem, but thankfully with some of their legislation they just passed and Governor Ducey signed, uh, it's going to be a, a whole lot harder for those dead people to cast ballots in Arizona. You mentioned Michigan. Let's go there with you know the whole Antrim County mess that I talked about on election night. Uh, Nevada, where they had so much evidence of people that were no longer uh, eligible to vote in the state, uh, still having their votes counted. I've got about a minute. What can you tell us on those two states? Nevada's still a mess, uh, a lot of problems there, but thankfully just the drumbeat continues to expose a lot of the problems. Michigan's another one of those states where we have legislatures, who, a legislature that passes laws. The governor, Governor Whitmer does a big uh, uh, spectacle of it and then just tears it up in front of friendly crowds to show she's so tough on it. But uh, the people there want it. Again, it's in the 80th percentile for the measures we want in place. We've been traveling there quite a bit, having conversations with folks on the ground. Not a lot of movement there, but there is a Secure My Vote initiative, MI for like Michigan, kind of clever and cute, Secure My Vote. They got some signatures together enough to put it before the legislature, hopefully with two consecutive sessions, it passes and then goes right to the people and they'll have more secure elections in Michigan as well. Hogan, if people want to follow you guys' work, how can they do that? Uh, AF1 Policy uh, stands for America First Policy, AF1 Policy Online. And of course, I'm at J. Hogan Gidley, uh, J. Hogan Gidley on Getter, on Twitter, on Instagram and everything else. And we have updates basically daily on a lot of things going on across this country, including some new lawsuits about to pop here shortly. Good to see you, my friend. Looking dapper as always, man. Take care. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right. Talk take you care. Later. You bet. Now, I can't promise that you'll look as dapper as Hogan there, but these Blaze TV socks that we have another round of uh, this this year are absolutely a gem. My favorite are the Klaus Schwab Uli Zabugs. That's my favorite pair, but we've got multiple new ones uh, that uh, are perfect for the Let's Go Brandon era. Maybe you're a DeSantis fan. You've, you see we've got a Big D uh, sock line there for you as well. There you see, if you're watching on video, the Klaus Schwab, you will eat the bugs. Limited edition, you can get them now at blazesocks.com before they're gone. Blazesocks.com and use the promo code DACESOCKS, D-E-A-C-E, DACESOCKS, to get 20% off your purchase. Blazesocks.com and use the promo code DACESOCKS to get 20% off. Thoughts on the conversation we just had with Hogan Gidley? How useless are our secretaries of state? Apparently very. Because the whole notion about when you have Democrat governors who won't sign things, well, those are elected positions. Are they not? I mean, they are here in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Is it? I assume yeah, it in is. Our, but in every state it is. Yeah. yeah, I was. Well, that there would should be pressure brought to bear by those, even if they're within the same party, if you are doing your job. But the problem is... No one does their job anymore on any level. 
And so there's no accountability for that governor, and therefore he's allowed to get away with vetoing things that really, really the, 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 the people within his own party, if they were within that, uh, should be face such pressure to force them into just obviously saying, I, I don't care what the rule of law says. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Hour two is next. And greetings back with hour two live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre. And all of you, let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox, which you can take advantage of by emailing the show steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can also get clips of the show free to watch without any censorship at rumble.com slash Show. I just saw that Rumble actually got a motion for summary judgment from Google in its lawsuit against them dismissed. Uh, and the judge is allowed the lawsuit to go forward, including discovery. So that could have some chocolatey goodness. We shall see how that I'm goes. In. I'm totally in for that, indeed. And then don't forget, you can find me on Trump's Truth Social at Real Steve Dace. At Real Steve Dace there, and that's D-E-A-C-E. Thanks to all of you who are podcast listeners and have left us a five-star review. Hit subscribe or follow. You are a big part of our audience, and we appreciate each and every one of you. If you've yet to do those things, and you've got a question that you would like us to consider for a future Ask Me Anything episode, include it in your five-star review, and you will go to the front of the line for consideration from Todd for the next Ask Me Anything. And again, thanks to all of you that have left us those five-star reviews and hit subscribe or follow already. This portion of the program brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com in these unprecedented times. Bing where we literally have fewer mortgages being written right now than we did after the housing cr crash in 2008. Make sure you have a true co-pilot, a real uh, agent with real verified track records of success that knows how to get you from the start to finish. Because I'm just telling you, I, I've done this two other times in my life when the economy was much better and more certain than it is right now. And that was stressful. I mean, I, I can't even imagine the stress of going through that process when your fate is just so, um, you know, tied to other people's wishes and desires. And now you're doing it here in the Let's Go Brandon economy. You need to make sure you've got a real estate agent you can trust to get you to the finish line. And where would you find them? Well, the name kind of says it all. Just about anywhere you want to move to or get away from. We can find you, a real estate agent you can trust, on this website at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's get to fake news or not. You guys ready to go? You bet. Let's do it. So we are going to take a look. You know, the 2022 election is 14 weeks from today, 98 days. So we're going to do a fake news or not with current conventional wisdom or social media tropes out there about the election. Before we go through these one by one, we didn't have a lot of time to get into this with, with Ho after we talked to Hogan Gidley from the Center for Election Integrity last hour. I got to tell you, 
I didn't find that to be the most encouraging report. Did you? No, that's why I asked what I asked about the secretaries of state. Like this, they, they, you had one job, dude. Like, but everywhere this is systemic. Yeah, I, I, I did not find that to be the most encouraging report. And you're just going to have to beat these people outside the margin of cheating. Because it is, it is very difficult. I mean, look how, look how many incongruencies. I think it's funny. On this issue, for whatever reason, I am the Pollyanna. <laughs> okay? Like, I can't be negative enough. On every other issue, people are like, can you give us some hope? Can we keep hope alive? All right? On this issue, people are like, you still have hope. All right? It's not that I have hope. I have experience. Okay? It's not that I have hope. Don't give me hope. It's not that I have hope. I have experience. Right? I, 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 when you guys see, you know, there's a, uh, the, there was a poll out yesterday that had in a potential 2024 matchup, Donald Trump leading Joe Biden by six points. I have experience quantifying how many, wh- what those six points represent in terms of hard numbers, if that were to be the outcome. Right. In an, in an election where 175 million people, 175 million ballots are cast, I've got a lot of experience quantifying what those six points would represent. And it, 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 it's just you cannot manufacture that outcome. I mean, look at look at how close this last election was. What was Georgia, like 13,000 votes? Nevada was like 30,000, if I remember right. Look how close all these states were. And look how much they had to expose themselves to conjure the outcome in elections that were this close. Right? Mm -hmm. Look at how, I shouldn't say easily, look at how available, if you were willing to look and put up with the heat for looking, how available the incongruencies were. And that, and that was to manufacture outcomes to move a point, a half a point, a point and a half in all of these states. Can you only imagine the Herculean task of having to move four, five, six, seven points? Maybe you can't. I can. In this case, it's a little bit like Warren Buffett. Like, he starts throwing numbers around about what he's investing over there. I... I those numbers I can't begin to fathom. They mean nothing to me, right? But he would understand what they mean. And in this case, I do. And I'm just telling you, the amount of exposure they gave themselves to move half points here and full points there, can you even imagine, the? therefore, the things we would uncover that would be bursting at the seams if we were talking about moving four, five, six, seven, eight points? Because those numbers are monstrous. So I did not find that to be the most encouraging report, frankly. So I think we're, we're back to what we've said all along this cycle. You're going to have to beat these people by outside the margin of cheating. That if, if, if you're running statewide in Pennsylvania as a Republican and... You're not winning by like two points. Not happening. So you've got, and by the way, the Pennsylvania polling is crazy. I mean, the same polling wants to say Republicans have like a five point generic ballot. 
but like both, is it Mastriano? That's the gubernatorial candidate, yep. right? And Oz, the Senate candidate, are both getting annihilated. And they're not even the same kind of candidate. Like Mastriano is an absolute hardcore base MAGA guy. And Oz is, you know, your typical corporatist GOP puke. It'd be one thing if they're like the same candidate and voters would, would both be like, I don't want the MAGA guy or I don't want the, the, the puke. So pox on both their houses. But they're different candidates, totally different profiles. So the GOP is going to win the is up by five points on the congressional ballot, but Oz and Mastriano are both going to lose by double digits. I'm not I'm not buying that. Those things can't be simultaneously true, can't be. Impossible. So one of them's false, or they're both false, but they cannot both possibly be true. Or things have changed so much that we'll have to go to the next step beyond it's just demonic bro and you'll come in the next day and say the end is nigh or something well like and that. i am you know that's when we get black pilled and we tap out yes okay but there if, if you're doug mastriano or Mehmet oz who pulled at 38 percent this morning i gotta believe kathy barnett could have at least pulled at 37 guys what do you think could she have pulled at 37 percent as the gop nominee do you think but um if you're those guys, based on what I just heard from Hogan, if I worked for those campaign staffs, I'd be telling my boss, we got to win by more than three points. And if we win by two points on election day, we actually won by four or five. Because, no, it didn't fix the situation there. Let's get to fake news or not. Here we go. Campaign conventional wisdom slash social media trope number one from the 2022 midterms. Trump announcing for president early, like this year, would hurt the GOP's chances in November because, you know, he's such a polarizing figure, allegedly. Fake news or not? Fake news. Fake news. It's that... You have a reason why? Yeah. Well, or are you, are you just Lindsey Graham in this thing, top and bottom? I think this is patently obvious. Just you have to give me a detail uh, that would allow that to happen. But just generally speaking, uh, that vote is about it's a referendum on uh, Biden and the current uh, Democrats. Trump's announcement is neither here nor there. Hmm. Fake Aaron, news. What do you think? Yeah, it's fake news because... You know, at the end of the day, he's still not on the ballot. They can't go and, I mean, they can by proxy vote against him, I guess, you know, against the party that he supposedly represents. But he's not on the ballot. This is fake news. And we have to dis- define as well, what are the GOP's chances? Because we'll get into that in a little bit more. If we're talking just kind of holding their own in the Senate and then gains in the House, you know, I does it affect a couple of seats in the House, a couple, two, three, four seats in the House? I can't really even see that happening. I just think, I think the other side's um, key or traditional demos are so depressed right now. I, I just don't think this would make much of a difference. Okay, you don't. So let's just pick one demo. The only demo that I think I could conceivably make the case it would make a difference with. So they're they're pulling right around the Mendoza line right now, right around fifty percent with with blacks. This is a base of people they typically get over 90% of the vote in every election cycle, okay? I think Trump got like 12 or 13 of the percent of the black vote in 2020, which is the largest percentage a Republican had gotten since like 1964, I want to say. So 
clearly they're not going to get 50% of the black vote in November, right? They're still going to get like 85, 90%. But when your approval rating is that low, the turnout of that base could absolutely be reflective of that, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning you're still getting your typical 90% of black voters, but the percentage of black voters making up the overall electorate is much smaller because of your unfavorability with that demo. Mm -hmm. Could you... Could they just go back to race baiting that group to death on Donald Trump to improve their turnout models with black voters to with it looks like they're looking the forecast would would call for them to have right about now? They could theoretically, but I'm just relying. Uh, you just got done talking about the margin of ch cheating. Just you, recently, you've talked about the Hispanic vote and it's like nothing you've ever seen. Well, that that's what I'm talking about. If it, I go by the data you've presented me. So this seems to be like that, that. That's irrelevant. That data is speaking, and it's speaking directly at a midterm where they know they're not voting on Donald Trump. Okay. I just think I, I, maybe because what we're up against is demonic. Maybe there is no limit, but just from a human perspective, can the level of rage be exhausted even if you true truly do in other words can they just be ambivalent like raged out against donald trump i'm talking about their base i'm not talking about the talking heads on sure. msnbc can they just be at the point where it's like i don't care i hate this guy but i don't care anymore okay i don't care enough to go vote all right number two we're gonna do seven of these here's number two there is almost nothing democrats can do to retain the house this fall not fake news and I'll, I'll tell you who else um who else believes that most republicans based on uh based on some of well based on the last few weeks of uh hey yeah we're going to codify uh so-called gay marriage into law they believe this as red well. flag laws you know, remember what yeah. i said a couple of months ago a couple two three months ago this could get to the point the where this is heading heading for annihilation for the Democrats, the Republicans feel no pressure to actually govern the way that you want them to. And we're seeing that bear out. So I think the Republicans think that way as well, which matters when you belong to a political party that is run by people that don't actually share your convictions. Yep. So you have to have leverage on them. Otherwise, they won't act in accordance with you. Yep. Yeah. I think this is fake news. I don't know what it would be, but these are now agents of chaos. So they they will do the thing now again i don't think they will because i think they win even when they lose on this kind of stuff because of everything we've talked about republicans but if for whatever reason that i can't foresee they decided they wanted to blow this thing up are yes we are that fickle look what we just did with covid look at what they're trying to do with monkeypox they will try the absurd they enjoy the chaos so i think this is fake news okay todd you get number three with the first crack at it democrats remain a slight favorite to retain control of the U.S. Senate this fall. This is based on a few forecasts that I saw over the weekend. Oh, well, I trust you on this because, you know, the Senate map. Every Remember, Senate they've got to win four, at least four out of seven seats in seven states that Trump supposedly lost in the last election. That's what they need to do to flip. So we're talking Wisconsin, um, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, all right? Those are the states where the Senate map is going to be determined. Yeah, and do we have the characters, the personalities that can pull that off? So I'm going to I'm going to trust you on this one. This is not my opinion by the way. I'm just this is all based on conventional wisdoms. All these questions are. Yeah, but you just saying that it yeah. was conventional wisdom and if if you hated that conventional wisdom on that show, 
because of how you operate, you would have blown that up by now, and you haven't. So maybe you will. But right now, I'm going to okay. say that's true news. Aaron, what do you think? As much as I don't want this to be true, um, I, I think this is fake news because I think they are solid favorites, actually. Um, your margin for error was kind of removed when Mehmet Oz won. I mean, look, we just rehashed that, so I don't need to rehash that again. Your margin for error was kind of removed. I, I think I think they could swoop in in, what is it, Ohio with J.D. Vance and Blake Masters. Blake Masters, uh, I, guess that, I guess we'll find out tonight, but uh, Blake Masters and... Arizona Masters uh, would be a flip. Masters would be a flip. Yeah, yep. uh, I you know I would like those guys to win, but I'm not I'm not totally sure that it's it's there. And Warnock has been leading in basically every poll in Georgia as well, which is hard for me to believe based on Herschel Walker's name ID down there. But um, I think they're actually a solid favorite to retra- retain control of the Senate. Yeah, just looking again at the Senate map, it's essentially the 2020 presidential election map. All the states that we just asked, um, that we, with the exception of Michigan, all the states that we just asked Hogan Gidley about for elections, election integrity after the 2020 election, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, all the same states are what will determine the Senate map in this election. Yeah, so. and we would know the personalities by now. Like I said, I'm not paying that much attention, but they would be in our face, like Carrie Lake. They, we'd, we'd know them by now, right? Wouldn't we? I mean, that's why right. we know her. So the, the seat in Wisconsin is Ron Johnson's trying to retain his seat. Mm-hmm. So that's a hold, not a flip. Uh, Pennsylvania is the uh, open seat with Pat Toomey's retirement. And so that's the, the guy that had yeah. the, uh, the Vax injury uh, against, um, who, uh, who with the stroke, against Fetterman. Mehmet Oz. Yeah. Fetterman's his name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Arizona would be, um, it looks like Blake Masters is going to win. And who's the guy that beat uh, McSally last time for uh, that seat? I think that's either Flake or or, uh, McCain's old seat. Trying to see. We've mentioned uh, Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker in Georgia. I don't remember. I think it's Nevada Laxalt and and Mastio Cortez or somebody who's the Democrat senator there. And Laxalt, whose dad, I think, or somebody in his family was a longtime governor of the state or senator. I believe so. He has a, at least a political history with that state. I what, think those are the state. Those have, are the those are the key yeah. races. Have you looked at the Georgia race that much for Senate? I have not. Okay. Um, I'm aware of polling that has Warnock up by three to five points. Yeah. I don't believe that'll happen on election yeah. day. I don't. Um. <clears throat> next one, number four. Republicans will get a historic share of the Hispanic vote in November. So this, we would be talking north of 40%. This is not fake news. The the trend and if we, you know, if it was just that one CBS news poll that we talked about yesterday, if it was just that one poll that showed this seismic shift, would be like, "Yeah, no, I'm going to need a little bit more than that." But we saw that in 2020 as well. So this is not exactly uh, a new trend. In fact, there is a trend there. So I'll go, uh, this would be, I mean, we're still going out on a limb here, but I'm going to say this is uh, not fake news. I think they will see, Republicans will see historic uh, support or uh, slice of the pie of the uh, Hispanic vote. This is not fake news, but this is related to what I said before about there's nothing Democrats can do. This is an area where if they truly decide they want to be agents of chaos, where they could manipulate events 
um, you know, what they did just with a simple picture of the so-called whipping of migrants. Mm-hmm. Oh, trust me, mm-hmm. this is where they could do it. Okay. Number five, voting to codify so-called gay marriage will help move white suburban women back into the GOP fold. That's fake news. There's a strong psychosis issue right there. Uh, I mean, you can't... The math of what's happening where men are calling themselves women and taking over their pools, uh, their swimming pools and their sports and everything like that, but the vote for women is actually getting stronger during that point, there's a level of psychosis I can't possibly not acknowledge on this this they're, they're not they're not coming back they need to they need therapy <laughs> yeah no this is the fakest news on this list it's the fakest news and please tell me please tell me this was just something that you came up with yes and this is okay because i was trying to think of what is the political benefit to republicans doing this for an issue i didn't know if <clears> nobody is sudden- literally no one is clamoring them to sell out on at all and it, 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 all it will do is anger a portion of your base that there's no point in angering. I couldn't come up with any political benefit to doing this at all. I didn't know if you had just, so like I just heard, threw this from, out there. heard from a little birdie or no, something. No, It's the yin to the yang of what I just said. It's all insane. Yeah, I've, I've never... I mean, Republicans looking to retroactively codify into law the thing that was the vanguard that brought us to What's a Woman and drag queens teabagging yeah. kindergartners... And doing it in an election year for absolutely no political benefit at all. Like none. Like no political benefit at all. Won't change any minds to you. Would only change your mind, change minds against you. It's it's just peak GOP. I mean, I just, it's so on brand for a controlled opposition and it's demonic. It's demonic as well. I mean, this is what Tucker Carlson was talking about when he was in Iowa. Exactly what you were just talking about. Absolutely no political benefit whatsoever. So why do it? Why do it? I, I don't know. You don't want to, you know, be uh, whispered about in the halls of Congress as being some sort of anti-rainbow uh, bigot. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's it, but there's no benefit whatsoever. And when I, people probably don't, start, I don't want my private life people, outed if I vote against it. Yeah. <laughs> don't see. think that that's not a major factor here. Yeah. A major factor here. You bet. Number seven. This is the most important election of our lifetimes. I threw this in because we have actually not heard this yet. This is the first cycle I can ever think of, midterm or presidential, where we were not inundated with this by now. And I don't recall hearing it one time, Aaron. You know, I'm not one to sit here and cast aspersions at your uh, quips for fake news or not. I think what would have been a lot better is this is the least important election of our lifetimes <laughs> because I'm dead serious. It might be, it might actually be because you're seeing, you're seeing right now, you know, other than maybe the COVID stuff, which I'm still not sold, sold as a guarantee will actually uh, keep, hold anybody accountable. But I mean, what's going to happen? It's just going to be lame yeah. duck. You're just going to be lame duck. I, I can't get the readings and today again, continued from Jeremiah. And it's what Pastor Tony Evans said at the uh, summit, uh, Family Leader Summit, a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about God, Jeremiah. It's not somebody else punishing you. It's I'm punishing you because you need this. And I can't get that out of my head. Hmm. Finally, you know, before we get to the last one, 
Let's do this. Build a little suspense. Tell you about our friends over at Rough Greens. You love that little pet in your home. And that means caring for it means more than just food and water. And here's the problem, though. Chances are that food is stripped out of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that your pet needs. For the same reason they strip it out of the people food that we need and eat these days. Mass distribution, long shelf life. That's why we spend so money, so much money investing in supplements for people. And now there's one for your pet. Uh, it's the supplement powder you mix into your pet's food. And with that one simple act... You help to restore to your pet's diet the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients it needs. We wanted you to try this so bad, we're going to give you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free. Now, you'll pay for the shipping so that you have some commitment here because we want you to use it. But we'll give you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less when you go to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com. Or you can call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. All right, one more. Ready to go? Yes. Okay. Democrats will try to cancel the election this year. A lot of our people absolutely believe this. True news. True news. Now, I I don't know what cover they will have to do it, but absolutely. I mean, we're we're at the mask is off phase of we're post argument, as as Todd likes to say. So, yeah, there there will be whether it'll be successful, you know, uh, you know, the key word there is try. Whether it'll be successful remains to be seen. But, um, y- yeah, I think there will be some some crisis in October or something. Yeah, crazy voices in the head. Don't, even, this is why the ratios you used to consider. If you thought there was just a 1% chance in the you would, like, I still think there's a 1% chance of this. But that's why I'm saying this is true news, because it's absurd that it's even at 1%. They think about these things. They talk about these things. But that, what, this is monkeypox in 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 Democrat cities. When we know exactly who has this and and how get, how they get it, trust me, they're talking it through. Okay, <clears throat> let's let's game plan this out then. Okay, and let's just take one place, your state, your home state, right? Let's take your home state, which was one of the most controversial outcomes in the last cycle just had its state supreme court rule that the ballot harvesting drop boxes were illegal okay so you got a tempest in a teapot up there right in your neck of the woods right should should yeah okay and the uh, outgoing democratic governor says medical emergency we cancel the election or we're just going to do everything all the voting will be online by executive order dares you to go to state supreme court to, to the courts it'll take weeks and stuff you know to overturn it but they just try to impose it anyway what happens uh, <laughs> people just take it you think yeah i yeah they do more likely than anything else is the interest and the willingness of them to be agents of chaos other, there, we don't. There's not a close second, Steve. I have a factor here. You won't like it, but I think you'll agree with me. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon me, folks. I'm having a hard time clearing my voice today. A hidden factor that could determine people's reaction to this. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Is Wisconsin having a very good football season or not? If the Badgers look like they're on their way to the pinstripe bowl, I'm not as invested. And my... Conveniences and distractions um, 
aren't very convenient to me right now. If Wisconsin's in the top 10 and playing for the West Division Championship to go to the Big Ten title game, I'm distracted and really Vote don't care. Vote online a couple it, times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's, Am I, I actually, wrong? I actually like that because... It's it, it's not the the fundamentals of that is not really about football. It's about our comfort. It's about how fickle they they the other side is willing to get demonically uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They aren't fickle. Well, demonically making you uncomfortable. Yeah, so yeah, I just even if it's at one percent, but they, they they are they are game theorying this out. They create something. Heck, they create a situation where the Democrats are least likely to get. To the polls for all kinds of reasons. The Democrat state's being shut down right now uh, in New York. Uh, New York, uh, Hochul, yeah. I mean, and if you can't carry that through long enough during an election, state of emergency, I don't. We never thought we'd have transgender bathrooms and uh, everybody laying down and sucking their thumb and shutting down the economy for COVID, but it happened. So this is more than possible. Yeah. I think people just take it. Just, just take it. Look how fast we raced back after these abuses. Right now, they are raping our children in front of our eyes, and we raced back to our cozy comfort blankets faster than ever before. That's all we want. We want the circus. We love the circus. So you both think that if an outgoing lame duck governor did what I just described after such a controversial election and on the heels of what the state Supreme Court just ruled on this very issue there would be no outcry no outright no outright outrage no Dutch farmers in the streets of Madison Milwaukee or even rural Wisconsin nothing just let me email all my favorite conservative shows and complain that's as likely as anything else then we're done Je- here. I then, read we're, then we're done here. I read Jeremiah this morning. Then we're done here, basically. We might. Okay. The best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that uh, quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over a quarter of a million units sold, you know it works. And I know it works because I've used it in my own home. I've used it to survive through another stench-infested poker night of middle-aged men with no control uh, over their bowels, uh, as well as uh, a summer of off-season football conditioning with a teenage son. And the Eden Pure Air Purifier held up against both of those threats. So I'm pretty sure it can hold up against the threats in your home as well. Get three units right now for under 200 bucks with over $200 in savings and free shipping if you get it at EdenPureDeals.com and use the promo code STEVE3 for the discount. Again, $200 off. Shipping is free at EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code STEVE3 at EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code STEVE3. All right, guys, let's close this out with some Pop Culture Tuesday, looking at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And last week, it was floated out there. For those of you that don't know what a Brittany Griner is, 
Uh, but Brittany Griner is a is a, a WNBA star. I remember her at Baylor when they had you know great teams, women's teams there. But uh, she might be the most dominant force uh, in the history of women's basketball. Like she's the Shaquille O'Neal of women's basketball. Okay, and um, she got busted in Russia on a foreign tour with drugs. I think the drug in this case actually was marijuana. I believe, right? Like I think hash oil or yeah. something. Was it hash oil? Okay. Like All right. So some, some CBD, THC kind of product in violation of Russian law. She's been detained now for a few months, right? Okay. So last week it was it was proffered by the Biden regime to offer a trade for Brittany Griner to Russia in exchange for a captured and convicted Russian arms dealer. So I, I have a question. Is anybody else, if you were a celebrity, like a real one, you know, like the kind people actually, you know, obsessively follow, you know, um, movie star, star athlete, okay? If you're a celebrity, are, are you comfortable with that trade? I mean, I know you got to go on Twitter and you got to, you know, respect the ratio because your agent told you to. So you just completely just, you know, emasculate yourself and, re- and lobotomize yourself to get uh, Pez Dispenser 69 me to love you on Twitter because your agent told you to, as did your brand manager. I'm, I'm not talking about what you're going to, you know, virtue signal on Twitter. I mean, in your heart of hearts. Because let me, let me tell you what my concern would be if I was a real celebrity. If we're setting the precedent now, Russian arms dealers in trades for what's Brittany Griner, E-list, F-list celebrity? Yeah, point of order. Is it possible to be a WNBA star? Well, that's that's another Pop Culture Tuesday. Can you be a celebrity in the WNBA? Can Is that even possible? All right. At the very least, we're talking D-list here. Fair? At the very least? Yeah. Maybe E or F. If you are an A, B, or C list celebrity right now, do you want the precedent set out there? That you can be ransomed for high value targets? You know, do you see where I'm getting at here? I mean, if you're a real celebrity traveling around the country, not just Russia, but think of every near dwell regime. Just think of terrorist organizations. Why wouldn't you look to kidnap celebrities in order to create enough critical mass to leverage that into having your demands met? If we're going to give up a Russian arms dealer at the time that Russia, Russia, Russia is literally worse than Hitler, we're wrecking our economy to defend Russia or to defend Ukraine from Russia, apparently. I don't know. Think of every other enemy of the United States, both regime and organization are, are we creating like a cottage industry here of ransoming our celebrities in exchange for your favorite high value target that you'd like returned to you am i dumb for thinking of stuff like this yes okay good go ahead all these celebrities are racing as fast as they can to their Twitter account and taking down their Ukraine flag <laughs> and putting up a whatever emoji is now uh, called for to uh, support Griner. That's that's it. 
You even uh, hit, you, uh, you, you said heart of hearts as if that was making me think differently. No, that only cemented okay, the way Okay, if I you think. were a real A or B or C list celebrity, would you be like, I don't know if this is the precedent I want set. Would you be concerned about that? You, no one has the epiphanies you do in the shower in Hollywood, Steve. <laughs> Let's, come on. If this they is, were even, here's how to think about this. If, if they were even aware... You know, we're able to think through things at that level, which maybe some of them are. A lot of them are not because they live in Hollywood. Um, yeah, they would be if they and if they were honest, they would be concerned. Here's though why I want this precedent to be set. Here's what happens: game plan this out, game theory this out, which I don't know if you've done. I don't know if this is where this is going. Eventually, we're going to. Eventually, they're going to keep kidnapping Russia, China, whoever. Keep kidnapping all of our actors, all of our celebrities. They're going to keep kidnapping. We're going to run out of chips to get them back out. So eventually, they're going to have to start keeping some of our crazy people over there. And eventually, that solves a massive problem here, where we get rid of all of our cultural crazy people, our cultural uh, crazy influencers, and uh, we can't get them back because we don't have anything to give Russia or China back. You, you, are you tracking with me at all? Yeah. This this actually could end up being a net positive for our country. Oh, what do you think with what he just said, Todd? Sure. But also, they don't have to kidnap them. Like, they just, they dumbly go over there and do this. They, they're they running over to Ukraine and taking photo ops and holding concerts as fast as they can. They don't have to kidnap anybody. They'll, they'll, these are, they, they, we're in lemmings off a cliff territory. They'll, they'll go to them. And by the way, our A-list celebrities are our F-list celebrities. That, that, that's what do you mean increasing. by that? What do you mean by that? Look at all the people who are... I mean, we are v the genuine celebrities. We are are, are graying and graying fast. Uh, who have anything resembling a Tom Hanks, Michael Jordan like uh, Republicans buy shoes too? You know, sort mm -hmm. of thing going on. Mm -hmm. Now you're look at. I mean, one of the most. I know you you made a joke about Whitney Griner. One of the most famous. Uh, so a celebrities on the planet is a woman soccer player. Who's that? Megan Rapinoe. Oh, well, yeah. She's a, but she's an F. She's, 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 what's her face? Who hold up the severed fake head of Donald Kathy Trump? Griffin. Kathy. Yeah. She's, she's, she's Kathy Griffin, who was a D-list and her whole show was tailored around. I am a D-list celebrity. Mm -hmm. I own it. Now, now those people are increasingly the A-list. Okay. So, if, if if that angle to this, because that's the angle that I found fascinating, is do we want to start setting the precedent that we consider our celebrities high value top high value targets? We'll give you all forms of Bo Bergdahl deals to get our celebrities back. Is that really a, the message we want to send to the various enemies of the United States across the country? As long as it's the libs, as long as it's the progressives. Kidnap away. Aren't they the vast majority of the celebrities? Yep. <laughs> so then let's have a plainer conversation about this. Should the United States be trying to trade for Brittany Griner's return at all? Or is it just simply 
I don't know. You broke their laws, man. That's a that's a you problem. And by the way, she she pleaded or she pled guilty. Yes, she did plead guilty. You broke their laws. That's a you problem. Don't smuggle drugs into somebody else's country. You know, just because we don't care if you smuggle drugs into ours, <laughs> because we apparently don't. Okay, that doesn't mean other countries might not take too kindly to you smuggling drugs into theirs. That's a you problem. Should that be the position, or is there a price point? where it's clear the punishment being meted out here is beyond punitive, and we have a responsibility to now represent the interests of our citizens caught in such a situation. Well, that last part is absolutely true. We, we should, and perhaps this is something that uh, you know a uh, Republican uh, can assist with without selling their soul for some ridiculous uh, trade. Um, but listen, this is... It, the reason this is done is because she's clearly a a cog in the cosmic. I mean, she's gay. You haven't even mentioned that, which to your credit, I guess I didn't I'm, even real. I don't. I don't know that much about her. Uh, I just remember she, her at she, Baylor dunking on chicks. She's gay, and she was dumb enough to go into a place called Russia uh, while committing a crime, and then. Uh, after regularly having a history of ripping on the United States while over there, her defense was, my rights are being violated. Which rights would those be? Yeah, exactly. Defined by who? Where do you get your sense of rights? Where do they come from? Let's have a Steve Dace 101 conversation. So it's this is just so cosmically uh, stupid. But yeah, she's, you know, she's a child of God just like anybody else. If we can get her out, we should try. But we should not be doing this nonsense. Aaron, what do you think? Oh, no. No, she's better. I mean, LeBron James said, uh, all but yeah. said, she's better off there anyway. And we should always listen to him, because, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he's constantly reading the first page in uh, many, many <laughs> written best. works. I don't know how true is that a, is, but that's one of the best tropes a out learned, there. A There's learned pictures. scholar, a learned scholar. Uh, There's no, pictures of him reading books and he's always on page one? Yes. Yeah. No, he's... <laughs> He said she's probably better off over there. Like he said, uh, I don't know if I didn't want to come back anyway or something like that. Yes. And he, it makes sense because, you know, Russian prison, Russian prison, just a picture of luxury, of pamperedness. You ever been to a Russian prison? I hear um, yeah. You know, I've been to a, a Turkish picture. prison. <laughs> I noticed they left that out of a that video of, last week or, when they were trolling us with our values about or, moving to Russia. Or being a member of the 1%, uh, no, actually, a 0.1% making, um, uh, making a lot of money in the WNBA, which is completely subsidized. I don't know, man. I'd take the Russian prison. Did you guys, we didn't even talk about this. It's a bit off topic, but the video that Russia put out last week, oh, did you guys yeah. see this? Great. Yeah. Trolling us with our own talking points yes. and values. Gorgeous women, Christianity. Yes. Unique architecture. All right. Clean streets, little crime. And then it, and then at the end, it has red, white, and blue and says, move to Russia. Right. I noticed they left out the part about the most scenic prisons. They left that part out. You know, what they should have put in there was, our prisons are full they should have thrown that in there. We actually fill our prisons. Okay. Um, that notwithstanding, though, what is the point when you broke their laws and therefore it's on you? What, what is that point? If, if like a year from now, if she's still in jail for hashish oil, is, is that at that point? Yeah. I mean, how she's all, she's been over there for what? A cup? Is it a couple of months now? Maybe it's been a few months. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so so far nothing, 
unduly abusive has actually uh, happened. Like you said, if she, she, I, I, I do not think a year from now, if she is still there, that that uh, would be uh, just. But yeah, yeah, her going through going through the motions now, I think, is just you know, this is natural consequences. If it were an, an NBA player, an NBA star, so a male a male athlete, would the pressure have been far more pronounced to get them out of there because they would have been far better known? I mean, no less. What, what, what's you think less? She's a gay player in the WNBA. So gay, black, is, and female. Yes. She checks enough media boxes. Yeah, this is why it's so. If it's, I mean, it's yeah. People, if it was LeBron James, pick. Pick a. She's kind of the LeBron of the WNBA. Pick a seat, but pick a just a, a to make your point. Pick the who's an average NBA player off the top of your head. I mean, I just pick even off of your guy from um, Michigan who was on the national championship team. He's turning out to be quite a good Duncan uh, Robinson. Uh, uh, no, not the national championship team on the NBA uh, Golden State Warriors. He was on. Oh, Poole. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Yeah. Okay, nobody nobody knows who he is really nationally, mm-hmm. but he's it, no Jordan Poole versus her. No one, Jordan Poole's like, say, Grace, you, barely knew you. Send Jordan Poole some Snickers. You're not going anywhere for a yeah, while. Yeah. Jordan Poole's hangry. Yeah. You're sitting here next year, no, right? her? Interesting. What are your thoughts on that, Aaron? Oh, n- no. I, I think there would have been less pressure. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as I heard this, I'm like, this is, uh, this is the double whammy. This is the double whammy. No, the triple whammy. Black, female, uh, homosexual, celebrity celebrity in russia there's going to be a lot of pressure this is going to be in the news quite a bit over the next few months so yeah there would have been a lot less pressure i just i want to i want to state this one final time if you are a real celebrity i i strongly think you should reconsider advocating to set the precedent that you are a high value target for enemy regimes rogue organizations who can get people that they value greatly in return for you. I think you should reconsider whether you think that's a good precedent. As you're, as you're virtue signaling free Britney on your Twitter account for the ratio your, man, your brand manager, uh, is, is, is your soulless brand manager says you must have for your lobotomized brain, okay? Contemplate that what your security detail looks like the next time you're traveling the world, and are you paying them enough because what would Al-Qaeda offer? See what I'm saying? I mean, I, I think you yeah, should think about that. All this, yeah, Sure, but all this is is the transgendering of justice. Look at our prisons. Like, we, we, we keep letting people out for heinous, heinous crimes. But now the light bulb went on their head. Well, maybe we can help Russia do that, too. Uh, you know, and, and uh, give them back uh, the worst criminals. Or with international criminals, I mean. Give them back terrorists, things like that. I mean, really, how much time should they serve anyways? We're setting this precedent. This makes logical sense from a certain point of view. There's the demonic one. Basically, Britney should have tried to smuggle drugs into our country. And then everything would have been kosher. Smuggling, we're fine with you smuggling drugs into our country, right? Weapons. Weapons. Um, human trafficking. Yes. Whatever you care yes. to smuggle into our country. Yes. Particularly if you are non-white, we are completely and totally fine with this, and no penalty will be ensued. All right, for the overtime, we're going to stick around and record that here in just a few minutes right after we conclude today's show. I had another epiphany in the shower, and I think I'm even more uncomfortable with this one than I was the one that I said yesterday. 
because this one takes us to, well, this one takes us to a very dark place. I know you're, you're going to, you're going to squeal when I go here. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to be very, I might be squealing too, just a different kind. That'll do it for today's show. We're back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.